we've got a devilicious little Kickstarter here for all you geeks and ghouls for the Halloween season. Throwing Horns. It's a light RPG of devils, demons, and metal. You play a literal band of demons touring the best and worst venues in hell. The promoter, or aka the GM, will guide you on the tour and throw encounters in your path, which you can overcome in the most metal ways possible. Use head-banging tunes, your demonic commanding presence, or just good old-fashioned violence to beat encounters and continue. This is a Kickstarter from a friend of ours that only has through the month of October to raise its funds, so definitely go to throwinghornsrpg.com or just hit up the link on our homepage at gypodcast.com. Donate, get some extra stuff if you reach the right tier of donation, and keep on throwing them horns. The views and opinions expressed on Smack My Pitch Up are those of the panelists and not those of GUI Network, their sponsors, or any of the properties mentioned. Listener discretion is advised. This podcast is rated R for violence, language, and nudity. Well, it's a podcast, so you won't see the nudity. I just do it to make the guest uncomfortable. In a world gone mad with unnecessary reboots, remakes, and sequels, only one podcast has the guts to make even worse. This is Smack My Pitch Up. Hello, geeks, and welcome to another amazing, spooktacular Potoween episode of Smack My Pitch Up, the podcast that reboots, remakes, reimagines, sequels, cycles, and adapts some of your favorite and least favorite properties from TV, film, and what have you. And tonight, we have a first time on Smack My Pitch Up. We've got a four spot. We are doing a couples uh, calling all four corners for this episode of Smack My Pitch Up. We, for the Halloween season, wanted to kind of go back into the 90s and discover the film that made me discover my penis. <laughs> reasonable. Uh, very reasonable. Uh-huh. Any any child of the 90s that reached their, I guess, pubescence during the 90s is very familiar with a film by the name of The Craft. And there is a remake coming out this year, um, at I think the end of October, that uh, definitely doesn't have the same kind of tone as the original. And so we decided to throw our hat in the ring and kind of show what we would want to do with this property if we had, you know, money and talent. So <laughs> <laughs> what's uh, that like? I'm not entirely sure. Neither. But fortunately, we do have a number of people on this panel that are at least uh, very not... beloved for each other. That if we had that moment in the craft where it's like, you should run upon this life, uh, this knife, instead of uh, like being dicks to us, then we'd be good yeah. as, as a circle. Yeah. Uh, we, I, I got nothing for this intro. That yeah. was great. Was that good? Yeah, so okay, good. Cool. Doing better than I would. <laughs> Solid. Uh, we even have a first time or two any shows on the Geeks on the Influence Network this evening as well. I'm excited about. So uh, to my right to introduce who is going to be involved in this craft remake, you know her from her times being on both this show 
on Geeks Under the Influence and her show on the Geeks Under the Influ- Influence Network with myself, uh, Miss Amy Bogard from Deeply Upsetting. Hello. Hello. Hi. It's weird. Normally we're sitting across from each other I when know, we it is record weird. Deeply Upsetting. Mm-hmm. We have to sit next to each other, which is gross. Too close. Very. Do not want to be this close. Not COVID appropriate. <laughs> not at all. They're not six feet apart. But no, us. which we do. We live in the same home. We and always we keep six feet. Always keep six feet apart. Enough for big old Jesus. <laughs> yes. Jesus requires a lot of space. So much Jesus. Jesus has some like close talking issues. He's not into people being too close to you him. You give plenty of space to like give Jesus the hint to like take your space a little bit. So speaking of Jesus, the antithesis of that is our next panelist Yay. on the uh, on the episode. <laughs> I was uh, like, oh, I'm getting uncomfortable a, over a here. Hu- <laughs> huge fan of Satan. And uh and I'm a huge fan of him uh, from Synthetic Nightmare and uh, Photography and Beekeeping, Ms. Mr. Will McCobb. Hello. So, How's everybody doing? You were on the 31 Days of Halloween I was episode. on the 31 yeah. Days of Halloween because you only really think of me <laughs> during Halloween. <laughs> so suddenly season. you're like, oh, spooky season. Let's get the guy whose last name is McCobb and... Talks about Satan a lot, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not. Thinking, I mean, I'm get typecast. I'm, I'm not it's thinking cool. of you in April when I'm like, we should reboot reboot Herbie the Love Bug. Like, I'm not thinking of Will. Maybe he wants to be thought of. Yeah. Have you ever thought about that? That is true. Herbie Satanic Hot Rod. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, wow. See? Okay. They're... You know what? We might have some mm. ideas now. That's, pretty, <laughs> that's actually really rad. Like that mm. possessed by Satan, Herbie. That is a <laughs> that, really I, cool I could, idea. I could get in. I could get in. that. That could be a remake. Yeah, I'm, definitely. I'm in. Directed by Rob Zombie. So it's definitely. <laughs> oh, <scary>. wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. So, well, yeah. thank you for coming on again. No, definitely. I'm glad to be here. This is awesome. It was great for us to have like a kind of a couples. No, not kind of a, a couples uh, episode of the craft with you. A first timer on any of the shows on the network, uh, so definitely first time on Smack My Pitch Up, we have spoken lovingly and at length about her wares from Hellkit and RVA, the purveyor of such, and our dear friend, Holly McCobb, is here. Hi, I am already blushing over here. I'm <laughs> beet red. <laughs> we talk lovingly Hot. about all the... I mean, <laughs> your, your Richmond one-stop shop for all your witchy wares is Hellkit and RVA. Like, it's amazing stuff that you create and like i you're an example of me being so proud about how many weird and amazing creative people that i have in my life that you're like your husband does fucking magic oh my god (laughs) he's a a magician like your picture of you in the like blue clearly magician shirt yes with your hair like swooshed over with the black eyeliner it's you look so douchey i love it so much oh yeah i was i was going for that and then you're i wanted amazing wife that in spite of that picture still is married to (laughs) you took that picture (laughs) took that picture (laughs) it's amazing truly couple goals yeah yeah speaking of the uh, some photography that uh that Holly was involved in getting done and involved in with some, some mermaid stuff that happened recently. Yeah. So our friend uh, Morgana, who runs Circus Siren Entertainment, um, because of COVID, hasn't been able to do a lot of their Renaissance festivals or their resident um, art projects or performances that they normally do during the year. Uh, so they were renting out their tanks this season. And we took an opportunity to rent the tanks a couple times and do some really cool photo opportunities for us and Hellkin. The pictures were incredible. That and party with mermaids. And I mean, we got to obviously. party with mermaids. <laughs> so what? 
There's nothing better than that. Yeah. I dropped the mic, but that makes a bunch of noise. It doesn't yeah. make it, Nobody that owns <laughs> it, a mic get, drops the mic. <laughs> <laughs> These are SM48s and 58s and a uh, little inside baseball there. So they're basically indestructible. And even so, don't drop my microphones. Don't drop my mic. <laughs> don't do it. When I was running sound, don't drop my mic. I will. Mm. <laughs> right? It's also bad for your speakers, but anyway, really that's is. Beside. But um, and I am Mike the Hobbit, the host of this show and uh, runner of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, along with my uh, co-runner Lowdown Brown from GUI Network uh, Podcast. So um, we are talking about the craft, and we've done a three spot before, never a four spot. So to make it easier, so we can actually fit this all into one episode, we have the couples join forces to come up with their own uh, versions of the craft. So Amy and I are doing our own version of the craft, or two versions. And then Will and Holly have their own versions as well. For those unfamiliar with how we do this on Smack My Pitch Up, we do a real take, a version that we think might actually work with the material. It may not be exactly perfect with... It may not be a complete recreation, like a Gus Van Zandt psycho recreation of the original. Don't lie. It, it's who our cares, own version. Who cares if, this is, if it's a real... <laughs> yeah, <who cares? laughs> Uh, but one that we actually put some time and thought into Steal the casting. Steal idea, Hollywood. I dare you. Yeah, try it. <laughs> I wish they would. We've come up with some real killer, oh, some killer, killer ideas. Kill, killer ideas. Tonight is not that one. I want, <laughs> I, I'm still hoping, against hope, that Hollywood does a John Waters He-Man movie. Like, I really <laughs> need that to happen. That's all I pray for when I go to bed at night. <laughs> But uh, t tonight we have our real take, the version we think might actually work, and then our fun take, uh, remix take that uh, we just are having fun with. What if it looked like this? You know, we've had uh, Fantastic Four as a musical. We've had Aliens as marionettes, you know, so just no holes barred on the remix. So the way we normally start is we talk about the plot and tone of your real take. Uh, if there's any kind of major plot changes, if, if it's modernized, if you have to do anything different to the plot to modernize it, if there's any kind of tonal shape changes, if you're making it funnier or more serious with your real take, uh, what is different about your version than the original version? So I'll, I'll throw it over to the macabres for that. I, I think we might've really reversed the, like, we had an idea going here and then I think it got like the, the, the zany idea got kind of dark. So it maybe, went dark. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> As things are wont to do. So yeah. I I feel like maybe our real take is the is the go our real take is the goofy take and the the goofy take is now the real take. So I think I'm gonna swap them. As I really kind of thought about it. Okay, just keep track of that as you go down. Or if you just want to do it the way you have it written down, and we'll just, like, not worry no, about no, it. No, no, B is A and A is B. I'm okay. dyslexic. It's okay. fine. Right. I don't care. <laughs> I'm <Okay>. screwed. <laughs> so, like, I guess I'll kind of I'll kind of throw it out. Well, you know what? No, I'm going to go with... I'm going to keep it the same. I'm going to keep it the same. Our real take was the idea of a sequel. But not mm. like the sequel that they're. I, I, this I haven't even really paid attention to the fact they're making a sequel. Whatever. I think it's a reboot. reboot. Like it seems like the same. Yeah. What? Whatever. I'm going sequel. But okay. now, all of the characters are adults. Perfect. They're adults, and my. I mean, like, and they've come into a situation where they all have to come back together, and. I, don't, I haven't really even figured out what the situation is, but they're adults now <laughs> and they have to be witches again. Okay. 
but they also like moved on and had real lives and probably still don't like each other. <laughs> you got like one witch that's like a single mom, so busy, like doing all the like the day to day of like holding down a career and also raising kids. And it's just like tired all the time. And then there's little moments of like so tired that like magic doesn't even really work. But occasionally there's something the exhaustion brings out. Maybe. 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 We, <laughs> maybe. we could work with I could work with it. I could work with it. Okay. So yeah. instead of like reuniting for some sort of petty foe, is it more of like a high school reunion situation? Hmm. Possibly. That's not a bad call. Possibly could. Like you, you reunited like the high Like the 20 school. year high school reunion, not the 10 year. Sure. Enough time has passed. Some of the wounds have healed. Or you but you even, still don't like each even other. Something no, no, where, no. You know, last, last time you saw Nancy, she was in institutionalized. It'll be something like Nancy died. And so they're all coming out. But then there's like glamour gets kind of pulled out where Nancy isn't really dead and was using that as a lure to get them into town. Ooh, Ooh. they need the fourth we, corner. We, we, could, we could we could go that direction. I really didn't think about the plot line. Though. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, you know what? The, the plot wasn't a I, it was an, it was a, It was an idea. And I'm not sure how much I want to... How much I want to divulge yet? I mean, like as, okay. we, as we unvolt, well, as as unveil. we unravel the casting and stuff, it, we can get a little bit further into it. Yeah. Um. For well, let's get into the kind of tones, and then we can get into the directing and the actual casting for for our version. Um, we went kind of that darker young adult kind of tone where it's not taken as like campy as the '90s version, and something that we had discussed is that the shop owner that is involved with uh, with the girls, or and mainly it's uh, Sarah that is that she's involved in, uh, has some kind of like dark intentions. There's suggestion in the original that Sarah's mom was a witch and the shop owner was kind of like aware of that. And she was like the, the white witch in the shop, totally turned it on his head where it's like kind of like an enemy of the mom that is using Nancy and everything t- to draw sarah back to her mom's like old neck of the woods and kind of using them to kind of like build this power because she doesn't have her own circle kind of thing you've clearly thought this out way more than i did <laughs> I, I, right he's very experienced every time it blows my mind <laughs> been, he's been thinking about he's it. been thinking yeah. so she comes off as like this white witch to sarah Probably but secretly she's teens. also kind of coaching nancy along the way of being the one that's in charge of like the circle and creating that power struggle. So eventually one will kill the other and she can take the place and then create the circle of four with her replacing the weaker witch. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's kind of like the, the genesis is that there's like this older witch, kind of that Suspiria kind of vibe of yeah. like the older witch kind of doing the things and kind of m- puppeteering all the stuff behind the scenes. With all the all the teenage girls, that literally like they're the idea that the teenagers themselves aren't inherently good or evil so much as they're teenagers that make good and bad decisions, and it's really the adults with uh, some kind of motivations that are ones that are manipulative that are actually creating the tumultuous relationships. Yeah, and still a teen movie meant for teens, and if you weren't a teenager, you might not be able to see kind of like the machinations of this like evil bookshop owner um but an adult watching it could and the other thing that was important when we thought about this is we wanted to cast it the way that it was cast it would have been cast in the 90s because in the 90s it didn't fucking matter whatsoever what age you were there were mid to 
late 20s, early 30s, playing teenagers, whatever, you look great, no eye wrinkles, you're good to go. So that is definitely <laughs> in our original casting, and you should know that. And also vague conversation on whether it, whether this is like a private high school or a private college. There's no yes. real conversation about that. It's that vague. Doesn't matter. Teens, Who cares? Maybe early 20s. Who knows? Everybody's acting the same way because it's very private. Nobody actually is hanging out with townies. Yep. You know, they're all kind of like okay. shoved into the same exactly. area. So that's what we were thinking. Why don't you tell them about our director that we chose? Oh, well, for our director. And um, we'll do the director and then you share your director and then we'll get okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, list. We decided to go with David Yates. Now, if you're unfamiliar with David Yates, he did a number of the later Harry Potter movies. The ones that got a lot darker. Okay. And okay. then the Fantastic Beasts as well. And uh, did a number of other films, but definitely has that vibe to be able to make a like a PG-13 young adult, but still semi-dark dark yeah. like dealing with a lot of, yeah. kind of adult yeah. adult conversations in that pg-13 kind of tone the dark potters not the, the knows early potters dro- knows how to drop an adult joke into the middle of like a kid's movie that you're like wait what mm-hmm. the, the scary potters if it <laughs> yes if it were. Yeah. fuck you yeah god damn it I had to. you didn't have to i had to you didn't yeah so davy yates is our choice uh who do you have for your so, director. okay, so because this one's going to get a little, uh, the, the sequel is going to possibly be the funnier version of this. Sure. I think it's uh, a comedy. Yeah, I think yeah. It, it becomes it becomes a comedy as they as they get older, because we all also make fun of how goth we used to be. Oh, <laughs> even I though saw we're that still... picture from the early 2000s that Carlton posted of you. Oh, I you saw that. little yep. baby goth you. With, oh, yeah. With the necklace with the like little O-ring on it. Oh, yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> hot topic champion you. Little Except baby I didn't have bat. a hot topic. I had to like go to Lowe's and build that motherfucker because I lived in Lynchburg. Oh, <laughs> so. so you're redneck goth. Yeah, you mm-hmm. had to you had to figure it out. <laughs> you had to kickstart. You had to but, kickstart uh, your bondage belt. But yeah, uh, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a. a... Wow. I mean, sometimes. So I'm gonna sometimes. go. I'm gonna go back to the topic. Uh, you you said him earlier, and I was like, he was, and this is sim- It's pretty simple, and a lot of people go to him because he's campy. He's weird. Uh director of thor ragnarok mm-hmm. i i always screw up saying his name though uh i can taika waititi taika waititi yeah it's like can I'm you all, tell what you even spell yes i can i can read that <laughs> it's yes it's backwards whatever uh dyslexic uh but no uh, not just because of like thor rag uh, like thor ragnarok the one that really like honed it in mm-hmm. was i remembered that when i started looking through I forgot that he was the director of what we do in the shadows. Yes. Yeah, and that's the, the reason I actually went that direction. Let's go dark comedy. So, okay. Yeah. I know he gets used a lot in different, th- but that's the reason. But that's because he gets used a lot because he's great for he's everything. He's amazing and everybody loves him. You so. can't, like, he is your first choice for anything. Yeah. No. So I want him to be the director of this adult version of the craft. I could just imagine with Taika's writing style with these four girls doing like the light as a feather, stiff as a board. It was like, have you ever tried light as a feather, stiff as a board? It's like, no, I was busy making out with dudes. You know, just like, <laughs> just like catty, but like no one's actually sh- really shitty. It's more that playful shitty kind yep. of vibe. Oh my God. I would watch basically anything that he would. Yeah, yeah. That's so fair. that's, that's why I'm going to go. That, that's why I'm going to go that direction. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it was more what. 
what sold it was what was what we do in the shadows. I was like, you know what? Yeah, okay. This will this will this will this will track. Makes sense. <laughs> Letting Mano come into you is like a sandwich. Would you rather eat one if somebody else didn't uh, conjure it first? So what we do in the show. Never mind. Okay. okay. Cool. Like, <laughs> that landed maybe the flattest of any joke in has your life ever landed on the show. Not in life. I've landed way flatter. Um, but okay. So so Taika Waititi. Now for your casting for a, a Taika joint for for your real take here. Uh, who do you have for for your casting here? And just run down the the list of your uh, Taika castings. Okay. So. I had this. I, I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and throw it. I'm gonna go with our main four characters as the recast from the shitty Ghostbusters movie. Oh no! my god! But, <laughs> but like, hear me out. Okay, I'm it listening. wasn't their fault that movie <laughs> sucked. No, that's so fair. Bad. I that's very so much fair. agree. It was a hokey, phoned-in piece of shit remake. Yeah. That I'm surprised you all didn't come up with on this show. <laughs> hey, we're better than that. We are better than that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm Why am sorry. I saying that we was, like I'm part of this show? And also, also, this show, the network existed, but the show didn't exist when that movie came out. Or otherwise, <laughs> although the, I had plenty of words about that movie when it came out on the main show. <laughs> I oh, bet yeah. you did. No, I, I was, I, I'm, I'm actually, I, I think better of you all. But the casting, the four main, the four sure. main characters, mm -hmm. it works. You can fit them in there. They work. And I want them to be the adult versions of the girls from the craft. Oh, God. I love that, actually. So do you have it laid out who's playing who? Yeah. Yes. Okay. yeah we, we, okay. we, we laid it out. <laughs> Holly, you want to help us help help me out here? Let's see. Uh, okay. Sarah Sarah Bra uh, Bailey. Sarah Bailey. What? Melissa McCartney. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Bonnie. Is... Oh, that's bon the Nev Campbell. Bonnie, okay. that was the mm -hmm. Nev Campbell, uh, Campbell one. Oh uh, yeah, Nev Campbell, uh, Kristen Wiig. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, Does Kristen Wiig be like, please take my scars? Please take my scars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot so much. <laughs> Rochelle was Leslie Jones. Okay. Yes. And then <laughs> our uh, our Nancy is going to be Kate McKenzie. Kate McKinnon. I mean, honestly. And when you talk, when you perfect. mentioned the Ghostbusters, Fuck. I immediately knew who the Nancy was going to be. Oh, because uh, was, <laughs> like, there, there's no other choice there. Because she's just so like, especially on her work on SNL and like the oh my god, the the alien abduction. Oh my god, SNL is possibly sketches. the funniest SNL sketch in the last easily ten easily. to fifteen years. Mm -hmm. Like I I was. I was crying laughing at this. I was too. Including the other actors. The guests the were guests also crying. We were literally crying laughing. And she's just like, so here I am with rusted dome with my coot coot out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. She's able to like hold it together as so everybody else. Barely, she's never losing she can hold oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> just barely, but she kept it together. So she had to be. Are for Rizabon. Could Wait, you imagine but... though if it was a weird high school reunion spinoff and they left her in the asylum and they come back for the reunion and it's she walks in the door she goes you guys will never believe I saw some shit. <laughs> also, Taika Waititi would have a field day with her. <laughs> like, what a dream for him! I feel like Kate McKinnon having like a hand puppet that she speaks to sometimes when she oh gets my like because she didn't have friends in the asylum. <laughs> Uh, and then it just like pops up, like slowly rises up into the screenshot. 
occasionally where it's awkward. She's at the reunion and people are like, so what you been up to? I was in an asylum. Cool. Boop. You don't know shit about shit. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Judging me like you ain't done shit. Popped out three kids like that means something. Get fucked. You know, kind of. <laughs> and it's like in a witch hat. <laughs> it's a goth puppet. Goth puppet. Yeah. <laughs> It's like from Syphil and Ollie. It's just a black sock. <laughs> the Syphil and Nancy show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So, okay. So, I guess that would lead to our... Well, I mean, obviously... Are we going... We're going straight down the line? Uh, yeah, I guess we're going to go straight down the line yep. with our full, go full for cast. It. Yep. Okay. We'll, we'll go ahead and give the rest of our cast then for this one. Um. So for this one, our our boyfriend or love love interest. I mean, obviously the original one died, but so whatever you want to name him would be who? Who did we decide for that? Shayla Booth. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Perfect. Shia makes pretty regular appearances on this show, which upsets me, but also I get it at the same time, which upsets me even further. <laughs> Because right. you secretly understand why you would let Shia LaBeouf fuck you and ruin your life. We all feel it. He's the, it's a common occurrence the among number humans. of people that we all know that have like a weird fascination with like trash fuckboys. <laughs> is it weird though, or is it just in our is DNA? Weird? He is the Hollywood version of the trash fuckboy that has scabies and sleeps on his friend's couch. Like that is. 100 well, now yeah, he gets he... to be an adult in this movie yeah exactly <laughs> right. but i mean an adult that still ruins your life and dicks you down like so good like shy would be like a guy that is now a professional quote-unquote dj and oh definitely maybe he could dj oh, yeah. the reunion yeah that's oh perfect. perfect he would oh, be DJing perfect. the reunion <laughs> and kate mckinnon would be trying to fuck him <laughs> oh definitely <laughs> oh yeah yeah absolutely With... The puppet. <laughs> so you're. Uh, what's you're... your What's your sign? You want to do whippets in the parking lot? <laughs> just, just going the for puppet it. trying to do whippets. Yeah, right. I'll show you my transformer. Yeah, right. <laughs> so our our mean girl that we went with uh, for the uh, Laura Lizzie uh, was was uh, Amy Poehler. Wow. Oh, yep. Absolutely. As the bitch. Yes. The yep. bitch. Perfect. And she, she doesn't get to do enough bitch mode stuff. But you, I've seen her be a bit of a bitch in a movie she before. She can be. She can be a bit of no, a no. Bitch. I, I can absolutely see that turn. Don't get me wrong. It's just she's normally like the lovable bitch, and she does the bitchy turn. But just let her go for it. Like get dark with oh, it. Oh, she would have a blast. I know Tina Fey's been able to make that hard turn into like the bitchy mode thing, and she's mm-hmm. had a lot of fun with it. I, you don't get a lot of Amy Poehler. She's one of my favorites. Tina oh, Fey yeah. was Me actually too. one of the t- one of the talks when we were having this okay. talk. Fair. We were like actually like mm-hmm. that's a toss up. We decided Amy didn't get enough love. You're okay. right. Yep, you're correct. right. Yeah. And I think she would lean in. Looks like her role in Baby Mama, but just like way darker. Just oh, like that was lean amazing. hard into it. And our four, our final pick. I think we, I think you all picked the same character to to mess with was the bookstore keeper. Oh yeah, because that it just makes I sense. I overheard you say the bookstore keeper. I was like, wait. And she mm-hmm. had some yeah. ideas. So you're, <laughs> there's you're, a lot of room there. You yes. can do a lot of stuff with that character. So your pick for the bookstore keeper. Our first pick was Stockard Channing. Ooh. Okay. I love Going that pick. With the high school reunion. Yes. We've got the grease throwback. Absolutely. Oh, I like that. And she 
there's something dark about Stalker Channing that's like alluring, and I feel like that's perfect for like a witchy bookstore owner. Which, by the way, if I was still on Tinder, um, like <laughs> looking for witchy, witchy bookstore a... <laughs> owner would be kind of super witchy on point. and alluring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Witchy, alluring bookstore owner. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Like God, it's all the hot. Yeah, here. it's getting warm. I'm sorry, I'll Ooh. never be her. Okay. <laughs> no one will give me a fucking loan for my witchy bookstore. You're the one that just wanted to sell sheet music for musicals. I mean, like, I'm sorry, your store went out of business in fucking three weeks, but it was a good concept in the right. It wasn't appreciated in its time. <laughs> God damn it. One day. One, one day, day. One day. My store will take off. <laughs> All right. So we've got our version, the David Yates version that yes. we're going to get into a little bit. And mm-hmm. so this is definitely more, I wouldn't say completely serious. There's still some whimsy that comes into this, but it's definitely that kind of like young adult, dark kind of vibe to it with mm-hmm. some light comic relief thrown in. And uh, for Sarah Bailey... Uh, we went with... Oh, and- I'm going to stop you right there, because I'm realizing right now that I definitely wrote down the character's name <laughs> from the boys, so that is not her name. No, that's uh, not. It's, I know okay. what it is. I know what it <laughs> <Okay>. is. <laughs> so we're big fans of the boys, um, and we felt like the Starlight character from the boys, mm. her character's name is Annie January, but her actual name in real life that I did not write down is Erin Moriarty. And she would be a perfect Sarah. And okay. I didn't realize it until I, you went to say that name out loud. Also, between the names, you got Annie January and then Moriarty exactly. as the last name. Right. Neither names sound real. No. I, I hope that she's been acting since she was like 13 and she was really into Sherlock Holmes. She's like, I want my stage name to be Moriarty. And the parents are like, I don't think that's Moriarty. <laughs> <laughs> Through a temper tantrum. And they're, they're like, we just want money. I don't care. <laughs> So yeah, okay. Um, I can see, I can see that. <laughs> mm-hmm. a, little, little, a little on the innocent side. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But she can get savvy real quick. Then you've got Bonnie, and we wanted somebody that comes off as kind of um, like lean into the nervous, quiet kind of vibe that she had a little bit more, um, and especially leaning into that weird dynamic with the popular girl that did the diving. So you wanted, uh, or, or no, 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 bo- no Bonnie was the Nev Campbell, where, where the there was like, scarred the awkward girl. scarred girl that was quiet and didn't really know what to do with herself and wore like, you know, high, high collared shirts and cardigans and just felt weird about her body. And it <sighs> got to get the token awkward girl in there. Token awkward girl. We went with Kristen Stewart. Gotta do role. it. You gotta so, do it. So she's the most awkward. Very. And yeah. also, her ex is actually fucking killing it in movie game. So we got to throw her a bone here and there and hope to keep her career moving forward. That's true. Robert Pattinson's Batman. She's right. still Kristen Stewart from Twilight. So <laughs> we got But he's also Robert Pattinson as Batman. Yeah. Man, he's good though, and I'm not. I'm. I I'm just. Upset. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know. Yeah. I've warmed Did you see up. The lighthouse. The lighthouse. Was... Yeah. Well, the the lighthouse was great. The lighthouse was great. There uh, was so much. Cosmopolis kiss. was good another time. movie. Good time. Uh, the rover. If you haven't seen the rover, it's uh, like a post apocalyptic Australian, a movie with him and. Mm. Uh, oh, what's his face? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a slower paced movie, but he plays like a dude that's not all the way there, and not like. 
special needs necessarily, but just kind of like slow, hmm. a little slow, okay. Okay. but good natured and really like loyal kind of character. And he does a really good job where it doesn't come off as that kind of role is very delicate to play because you can overdo it. And then it's like uh, the Tropic Thunder. Then you go Tropic Thunder. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Tropic Thunder thing. He did a, a, actually a good approach to it where there's <laughs> right, no point right. where you're just like, oh, dude, you're actually coming off as really inappropriate. Like he, Okay. I'm, I'm, he hammers it in. Rover. Okay. I'll have to check that one yeah. out. But also, you know what? We do have to give Kristen Stewart some credit because she graduated a little bit past Twilight and has well established herself as like a gay sex icon. And I True. love that for her, honestly. Which, unfortunately, she used that to ruin the Runaways movie as Joan Chet. Well, that's fair. But she nailed it on SNL with yeah. Kate McKinnon. True. A- another gay sex icon. Yeah. So love that for them. Yes. I'm here for it. Me the, too. Anna Rochelle, which is the diver yes. of the group. The holy diver. Ah, had to. And <laughs> that no, it wasn't funny. Don't. That's. Don't. <laughs> it's, it's fine. <laughs> We're allowed that to wasn't that. genuine laughter. Yeah, it's fine. Don't like <laughs> <it>. <laughs> It's fine. Like, oh, God, this is awkward. <laughs> Okay, so for Rochelle, uh, now this was one of your choices, I believe, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay, so if you want to, sure, get, you so, know the character of the actress better. Yeah, than she's been in a decent amount of stuff. Her name's Kiersey Clemens. I feel like she's kind of up and coming. Um, first of all, she scarily looks like the actress that played Rochelle. Um, she was in a movie that we loved. It was like a, I don't, I don't know how to explain this. It was like a quirky father daughter movie called Hearts Beat Loud that was really good, it's and we really loved it. Really good. It, it stars uh, Nick Offerman, yeah, as the father, mm-hmm. and uh, and, and her she, is the daughter. She's the daughter, and she's like this very talented musician. And her father and mother were in a band together back in the day that had like incredibly minor uh, success. And he like jams with his daughter, and she's like incredibly talented, and he tries to get a thing together. And uh, and she's trying to go to school, but then something put on Spotify they did kind of starts to blow up a little bit. And, and it's charming. It's, it's very heartwarming, and we loved it. And you're having now a bad I think day, about it all the time. To, like, fulfill your, your spirit yes. and humanity. It's a very lovely film. It is very charming. She was on Easy, which is on Netflix. She's great. I think that she's going to, like, go places. And she is perfect for Rochelle because I can see her playing that kind of awkward but sweet character or, you know, kind of just like going along with it. Um, and she freakishly looks like that actor. So it all just fits. It does. Mm-hmm. And she killed it in what I've seen her in. So, exactly. Yeah. So then for uh, Nancy, we wanted someone who could really take it there and has definitely shown a lot of range when it comes to... A ton of range. So much fucking range, especially in the last few years, has just really blown up and been able to show how much they can possibly do. And so we went with, honestly, one of my favorites, uh, Zendaya for Nancy, which I think will be interesting, but I know she can do it because on Euphoria, she gets super fucking dark. And, and she's then just... as MJ in the new Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that... okay, I was like sitting there, I was like, God damn it, what do, what do I remember her from? Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yep. In that, she's got great comedic timing. She can play like nervous, but also kind of outgoing at certain parts. So she's got like this spectrum where you want Nancy to be somebody that Sarah That's a funny... befriends to okay. start. You know, where she, she wants to be friends with this person to start. But then as the time goes on, it gets like steadily darker. Mm-hmm. You don't want it to be Draco Malfoy out the gate. You right. want it to be somebody that she like 
relies on and sees as a friend, and then it steadily gets darker and darker. And yeah. Zendaya's got the range to be able to have that arc. Oh, absolutely. Playing like a hardcore drug addict on Euphoria, she has like run the gamut. So she is so fucking talented, and I just want to ca- I want to cast her in everything. Yeah. I feel like every time I'm on this show, I cast her in something, because I feel like she can do no wrong at this point. I'll be like, babe, do you want to be on Zendaya? Yep, pretty much. Just not even, not even sure what we're doing yet. I just chant yet. it to the hills. Yeah. <laughs> that's when we're calling corners at home. She's like, Zendaya, Zendaya, Zendaya. Like, no, that's not how this works, actually. I want to summon her. She is not the fifth element. <laughs> you don't know. Earth, air, water, fire, and Zendaya. She's so much better than those other four fuckers. <laughs> Come on. I'd rather have Zendaya than air. Please. Zendaya. It's air. Exactly. gross ass air. (laughs) Exactly. It's not like Avatar the Less Zendaya Bender. It should be. (laughs) That's because she can't be bent. She's unflappable. Jesus. (laughs) Move on. Yes, we need to. Before I wax poetic about fucking Zendaya for the next hour. Because I will. Don't don't fucking challenge me. This next one was actually a challenge for us. And I feel like we made a pretty good decision here. This is an actor that's been in in a few films showing a decent amount of range. That can come off uh, relatively catty, right? No, not catty. Um, no, as a uh, love interest, but also kind of dorky at times. And you need to have a little bit of that range there. Uh-huh. Uh, we went with Justice Smith, mm-hmm. uh, which you may know from... Uh, the Get Down. The Get Down, also from the Pokemon, Detective Pokemon movie. Oh, yeah, movie the lead character well. in Detective Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which he was like the dorky dude that you root for that ends up like winning the day at the end, which is mm-hmm. always appreciative. I loved that movie. But the get down, he's actually a darker character yeah. than he was in. Uh, and so, and that character needs to have that like puppy doggy kind of vibe when he's being like affected by all the spells. <laughs> the appropriate way to pronounce yep, that. That's it. And, uh, and then also the like the playboy guy that the girls want that's kind of douchey and mm-hmm. so he's been able to play both and I think I yeah I'm really really I cool see, with that I casting. Can see that. Yeah. yeah. All right. For Laura, our mean girl, we wanted to go with someone who's been doing a lot of like the the mean girl stuff. Apparently, a mean girl in real life. Not that we have to get into that at all, um, but she does a lot of like the campy kind of horror story stuff. So we went with Emma Roberts. Because she can play a fucking bitch. Okay. Oh, bitch. Yeah. A big old yeah, bitch. That. Thank you. you. Know a little mean more about Pride Life, which we don't need to get into, but apparently also not the greatest person no, in the world. No, trash, honestly. Um, like, in a real way. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we just figured, I mean, she's played that in so many different things. Screen Queens, she was like the asshole character. Mm-hmm. Um, so we felt like that would be a good move. And then last but not least, for our bookstore owner. Um, and I have zero fucking qualms with this because it <laughs> doesn't have I would normally but it for ki- this though it kind of makes sense for this a though bit. our bookstore owner is played by none other than lady gaga <laughs> she is gonna do I it i can see that though especially for this dark reimagining that we're doing just kind of being a little bit you know she's kind of a mama bird uh-huh, her wing. uh-huh. and also kind of wears like light colored clothes and stuff but there's like this un- evil underbelly underneath it kind of excellent vibe. fashion sense exactly yeah. probably some sort of member of the fae exactly I mean... yeah yeah but also mm-hmm. secretly evil, which I've always thought of Lady Gaga. Well, that's the thing is that once you find out she's evil, you're like, oh, yeah, of course. Sure. Like <laughs> Lady Gaga. And, and, and kind of a chameleon, too. Like, yes. Because she, like, can, you can literally see her in something and be like, wait, is that? Oh, shit. 
That's Lady fucking Gaga. Also, Lady Gaga is one of those people that if you said literally anything about her, I would possibly believe it. Where it's like, Lady Gaga, champion of the gays, also a proud boy. And I'd be like, that tracks. Like, it doesn't. <laughs> but, like, I wouldn't be... Like, How dare you speak of her in that way? Right. Really? Where? At Fallout. Seriously. It was right before It was right before Poker Face took off. She was supposed to play a show here in Richmond. Mm-hmm. And the show got canceled because I don't I don't fucking remember why yeah. the show got canceled. And like I I'm, cannot I'm talking, she it's here. like it was right before her, her, her meat career soup spoiled her career <laughs> taking off. Because the next time she came back to Richmond, she played a sold out at um, whatever it was that the they call it now the mosque the uh, the oh the the no the. Oh, uh, L- Altria. 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 Yes. The, the, uh, what it used to be, like the mosque. It was, it was the, the landmark. landmark. And the landmark. landmark and then the mo- a mosque before that. Yeah, but yeah, so before she got big, like literally like six months before she got big. Wow. She came in and I was like looking at my buddy that walked in that was supposed to be like the opening band for her act. And I was like, who is this hot chick in here? And I just <laughs> served her a drink, had no idea who she was. And then six months later realized. Wow. Who I, who I just Gaga. like, who I served a beer to and was like. He wanted to poke her face. Oh, oh he did. Still do. Who doesn't? <laughs> poker face as the so name I, of the episode? Yeah. <laughs> Oh no, <laughs> Lady Gaga's now gonna come after me. If she'll be flattered, is, if this is the hot. level that she's going after people, then clearly she's not been reading the comments on on the internet. Right. I mean, we're just saying she's hot. That's yeah, like, true. That's the yeah. The biggest thing you're worried about is a dude being like, "I wanted to huh, poke her face." <laughs> yeah. She's like, "I object." I object. <laughs> poke somebody else's face. <laughs> All right, so um, yeah, that's that's it for our real take, which brings us into our. I have to do it, like I no, need. No, you don't. Have I need. To no, do I it. need to because we have not yet had a listener send in some kind of like weird like musical note that we can use instead of me doing. God, please remix, and I hate it. I don't it's, like you do. No, I actually no. I honestly, feel like you've gotten many submissions and you just delete them immediately <laughs> because you love to do it. Literally. Any <laughs> submission would make it at this point. If somebody was farting into a microphone and then she yelled, ah, a remix or something, I, I could, would put I that in place. That. Yeah, I could, I do could that. make that happen so right now. So what is your number again? Yeah, right. I don't like doing that. It's bad. <laughs> if, wow, can you stop? <laughs> I, uh, I just feel like Saturday mor- or like Monday morning zoo kind of deep like soundbite uh-huh. guy when I do that it's terrible so I think you love being that guy and it's okay <laughs> just admit it to yourself only in bed but we don't talk about it in oh yeah that's true you guys morning six zoo feet in away bed from each other <laughs> we are he's yelling remix across the room and I'm just sadly <laughs> masturbating I have the uh, the, was so it, the vuvuzela's horns under the bed that I pull out after I come just <laughs> afterwards <laughs> And as if I didn't to your neighbors. <laughs> oh, the weird guy jizzed again. <laughs> I just blast. I just had sex by Lonely Island. Like pose in the mirror. Yeah. I'm just loudly sobbing in the background, <laughs> signaling to Gondor. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> All right. So, so for the remix version. Oh, oh God, we're like it's halfway. hard to be a person um, after that. <laughs> so, for the remix version, um, this is where we kind of take it to a different level, where we're just kind of using our our dumb weird brains to come up with mm-hmm. a weird take for uh, for this property. So, for the craft, uh, you two, the macabs. Uh, what is your director and tone like for the so uh, remix. so the this definitely because we were thinking about the ghostbusters and the gender swap thing we were like man what if you gender swap the craft yeah but <laughs> okay but now we're gonna make it real fucking dark and go with ari aster Wow. Oh, yes, wow. yes. Wow, that's like you So that's why I said this this might actually have probably been the other one, but you know what? You, both of these are crazy. So these are these are out I love there. it. I you love missed it. a few levels of dark to get down to Ari Aster. Jesus. Like I go yeah, I was just sitting there. I was like, damn. Damn. There's I still know. a twinge of comedy though. Oh yeah, there's definitely gonna be some you gotta have a little bit of okay. levity. Sure. Yeah. But it's that like macabre, <laughs> macabre, uh, <laughs> well, kind of the gallows kind of humor to it. So yeah, so we'll get to the we'll get to the humor part. Okay, <laughs> right. okay. Uh, I guess I'm ready. Are you guys? Are we going down? We're we going for it. Or yeah, you go guys? for uh, well, it. Let's tell Where, who our director yeah. okay, is. Let's and, okay, and um, recently we kind of went down the the rabbit hole of two two films that I have kind of informed both my aesthetic and also my uh, relationship goals based upon. And it's a director that's done a lot of very, both campy and very wonderful and dark uh, films. Um, it's the director of Men in Black. It's the director of Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values as well, which are so deeply burned into my heart. I not I was a big Just- fan of, just the, watched that the other day. <laughs> we, we, we did, did too. We watched both uh, the last recently. two nights. Yeah. yeah, and that's kind of what stuck in our brains mm-hmm. is that there's such a charm and darkness to it. There are jokes that you couldn't get away with now in a, like a PG or PG thirteen movie. Oh no, there's jokes about like uh, about thing the hand jerks off Uncle Fester and he like shivers when he's talked about like you have thing and then it's thing shivering and it's like it's not the same as a real person like thing you know he's a magician thing thing I get that the the, the hand movements alone oh. met him once too because <laughs> magician you're like oh I want to bang sure. that hand <laughs> I mean it was doing some real work in those movies yeah dexterity very good but there's this nice balance of it being both like four kids kind of, but also like very irresponsible as a kid's movie on mm-hmm. what it's like kind of suggesting. A but it's reckless. Reckless. <laughs> it's reckless. It's very reckless. And I love that about those movies as they're trying to like murder each other and a baby. And there's like really <laughs> absurdly sexual moments between like Gomez and Morticia. And there's like bondage conversation and like they're all over each other and like, basically getting close to having sex with each other at some points. And I fucking love it for that. So using that and kind of informing the craft with Barry Sonnenfeld <laughs> as the director is kind of what we're going for. So, all right. All right. so uh, for your casting, for your remix, what are you guys looking at? All right. So as I stated, we're going, we're going to swap 
most of the genders. Oh, I'm excited. Most. We swapped yeah. some genders too, actually. Yep, we're gonna we're gonna swap most of them. Okay. So uh, our first one for the for the uh, I guess I, I was trying to figure out where to put him, and you decided that. I decided Sarah Bailey was going to be Bill Skarsgård. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. I can see it. Okay. Yeah. So with that, with that in mind, our uh, our ne- um, our Nev Campbell or Bonnie uh, was uh, oh what's it? Oh, oh now you can't read my handwriting. I can't read right. <laughs> my my eyes are shit. It's Finn <laughs> so. Wolfhard. Oh, Finn. and the yeah, Stranger Things like, love him. Plays uh, Bonnie. Yeah. I yeah. like I like that. Okay, I, I can definitely see that as the like tragic kind of uncomfortable character that and makes then, a lot like, of blows sense. up and is like in and he's played that role a little bit in both Stranger Things and then the It movie mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that makes sense. Because and that's kind of where this started to to go down the dark path was when I looked at like casting from It and I was like. Wait a minute. Let's let's maybe get this darker. Although and I like Master, like I mean, Finn can do it because he's an actual really good child actor. God, he's so talented. It. But Jesus, I'm trying to think about like the fun, like in your face version in an Ari Aster joint. <laughs> How that would look. <laughs> but yeah, so this 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 got this got pretty dark from there. For uh, oh my gosh. Like, cause we're gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna get down to the bookstore owner, and you're just gonna lose it here in a minute. I'm but, so ready. And this, this, her fault, 100 percent. Okay. Her fault, the bookstore <laughs> oh owner here. I like you were just so... sending her down the river a little bit. No. Okay. But uh, we'll, we'll get there. I, I picked most of the actors that I did just because I feel that they're they have strong emotions when it comes to acting. Mm-hmm. Their facial expressions are very strong. So when it comes to emoting these characters in a very dramatic and dark way, mm-hmm. I think for some of them it pushed them out of their normal comfort zones. Which I would have liked to seen, like them yeah. step into something completely different. Oh, and I do that all than the time. Than what they normally yeah. would yeah. like to play. Yeah. So for Rochelle, we've got uh, William Jackson Harper. Oh, I love him. Oh, he's so good. He is remind me. Chidi. Oh, Chidi. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chidi. Oh God, yes, I love him in a, as mm-hmm. a postal worker. Uh, in the good place. <laughs> oh. <laughs> cool. Are we gonna pause for a moment? Yeah, right. When you think about that, because. Cool. But just think about it. Instead of being as you know, Rochelle in the movie is very mm-hmm. more reserved. She doesn't have as much of a, like a speaking role throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Like just having him in the background, like having and hawing. Well, he, and doing he was his in thing. Midsummer. Yeah, he was in Midsummer too. Yeah. So we we he already he pulled has it in. Worked yeah. with the director That's before. That's smart. Mm-hmm. That is smart. And the thing about him too is that he plays basically like an early twenty something in Midsummer. And mm-hmm. the thing he is, plays- he's he's I think he's like close to fifty. No, yeah, he's, he's not. He's, older. he's not he that. Can't be he's 50. not that much. He's, like 40. I, no. he's definitely like uh, he's pretty close to our age. He's. I, I looked it I up. I need and to I was know. Like, as I saw. Soon as I saw it, and I was like, "Hang on, I, he's like, but I, I think that he, no, I think he was just significantly older than Kristen Bell in The Good Place. Is uh, he was? I think he, uh, like as far as age oh, difference. Oh, I'll, I didn't know I'll, that. I'll get it. I'll I'll pull it up real quick. I'll give you. But I mean, he looks like he's maybe thirty-two. Like he's got he, very much a, like a thirty-two maybe kind of 32. vibe, and only because he seems like more mature than twenty-eight. You know, like the, he have to yeah. at least be in his thirties kind of vibe. 19, I need February him to be 8, the warrior in the movie. Oh, so, oh, so he's, he's, he's 40. 40. Yeah. He's, he's 40. 40. Okay. So, oh, and that's, he's 
good looking for 40. He's good doing Lord. great for 40. Yeah. If Sorry, he's one doing... of my big time I sex crushes. Him. Yeah, that's well done. Well done. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm so. listening. All right, so. Nancy. This, oh, I'm so Nancy. excited this for is, the gender this is swap fun. Nancy. And this is kind of fun because of who you picked for your last Nancy. Okay. Uh, we're going to meet Tom yeah. Holland. Tom Whoa! Holland. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Mind blown. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Wait, please tell me your thought process on this because I'm fascinated. One outside. Once again, you said she said it outside of the comfort zone. Like, yeah, he seems to play such a wholesome character. Yeah, I want to see him play someone get dark. Like, well, I think really... he did in that Netflix movie, the new one, The Devil All the Time. Devil All oh, the Time. Oh, see, we haven't really seen that. Awesome. It's yeah. Robert Pattinson and Tom Holland, and it's supposed to be extremely dark. Extremely like, dark. Extremely Good. Extremely dark. Then I'm gonna be watching. I want to watch it. I... But also, uh, he is classically theater trained, and has yeah. done a lot of plays mm-hmm. where he's played incredibly dark characters. He's just not known for that because his big kind of like launch into Hollywood fame is charming, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. So yeah, I he also see... looks like a fetus. He looks <laughs> like so. There's that. Like an embryo. He looks like a newborn baby <laughs> that asks but... you if, if if you need a sharpened pencil yes. <laughs> before a test is taken. So he guess... brought extra. <laughs> But I could see him get that, like, I could see him, like, pull off that crazy fucking grin. Like, Oh, I love you know? that. And his magic power could be controlling Spidey. <gasps> it could. Ooh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. You hit his, his kryptonite there. If there's one thing that's going to terrify me more than anything else, it's a person that can fucking control spiders. Like, that's... <laughs> Just a rain of spiders. That was wow. actually that was actually joked about in the Spider-Man comics that Spider-Man said uh, to a criminal, "Like, go before I summon my spider army to get you." And the the criminal was like, "Oh fuck, I'm out," and like, "Peace." <laughs> like, fuck. Well, yeah, and spider then, army. Bye. Yeah, and yeah, correct. And then <laughs> whatever like other hero was with him is like, "Can you do that?" And he's like, "No," but he doesn't know that. <laughs> oh, see, I would have him like summon them like out of his ears. Oh, or his no. orifices. Like, no, it's just like from his orifices, these oh. spiders come. Like the re, like redoing the scene of the snakes and the rats and the spiders, oh, but that God. scene you at that moment. You have to move on before just... Mike passes out. <laughs> but it's just vomiting Voltaire doing the Spider-Man oh theme God. in the background the whole time. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So Tom Holland was my pick. Yeah, fair. All right. So our boyfriend... We've decided we're not going to gender bend to the boyfriend. It's still going to be the boyfriend. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Okay. nice. And. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe. Wow. Okay. I okay. Love yeah. That. I'm into it. Wait, I love that. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was I'm too busy laughing. I was like, this is great. This is I amazing. I think he would make a good boy toy slash asshole i mean i can see it yeah i think you have he that would like chew it romance up. kind of vibe going between it where it's like the jock that also likes to get dicked down sometimes kind yes of thing yeah and then they you know weave a tangled web mm-hmm. oh, oh no. wow too many <laughs> spider puns <laughs> are there ever enough spider puns it's I all fun we... and games until mike cries <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And then it's funny. Well, he'll deal with that in the middle of the night when he has an existential spider crisis <laughs> exactly. at 2 a.m. Yeah, thank you all spider, so much. Spider Crisis was my favorite run of Spider-Man comics. Thank you very much. Wait, uh, I kind of want Spider Crisis to be the title now. 
that's solid. I'm gonna write it, it down. Spider crisis. Put it down. Existential spider crisis. Actually, existential really makes it for me. I think. <laughs> but uh, okay, so we've got we've got the love interest. All right, uh, spider crisis. Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, we've got for there. Um, then we've got Laura Lizzie, the, uh, the the villain, the villain girl, the the racist bad bitch. Yeah, she gets she still gets to be a bitch, mm-hmm. but it gets to be a bro. And mm-hmm. we pick Zac Efron. <gasps> yes, I thought absolutely. about that. Yep. I thought about that. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can definitely go that route. I love that. Also, he would have so much fun in the role of being like the douchey bro. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean he did it in Neighbors. So yes. yep. yeah, he'd be able to pull that off pretty yeah. well. And then finally, our bookstore keeper. Which <laughs> I feel is like the oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Well, this is where it gets real weird. Okay. Thank you, Holly. I couldn't help myself. Holly. <laughs> Please, I'm so ready. You can go ahead and say it. Oh, fine. John C. Riley. <laughs> Just imagine them going Cirque to the bookstore. John C. Riley. <laughs> Well, I see you got some witch problems. (laughs) I need him to be their mentor. I thought so many things, and that was never (laughs) even in the realm of what I was thinking about. You never use the wolf bait on Tuesdays. (laughs) Weird wackadoo. (laughs) Wackadoo. Yeah, like I, I like dark wackadoo and gay in here. I like love we're it. we're going that in direction. an Ari Aster movie. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so I'm just thinking him as the uh, as like Willem Dafoe in the lighthouse. Uh, like, oh Jesus! With a bookstore, <laughs> just yes, sure. Oh. I'm the, uh. My other thought oh, was so just much. that scene where, you know, like Sarah Bailey runs into the bookstore and she needs help because the other mm-hmm. witch is harassing her. And then it's just Bill Skarsgård and he comes in and then, you know, like John C. Holly's just looking at him like, I wish that that was a voice, like a sound. Yeah. <laughs> just the blinking sound. Uh, we've, we've talked about recording Smack My Pitch Up. We actually did one live show and that went, you know, that was fun. That was fun. fun. But, uh, yeah, we'll see when, you know, live shows are a thing that are actually able to happen. But in the meantime. Uh, but yeah, John C. Ryler, Jesus. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm so, sorry, and Ari Aster, that didn't do The Lighthouse. That was the other guy. Uh, Ari Aster was hereditary in uh, Midsummer. Right. Yeah. What's his name? That's He's the other me. one. Yeah, the it's, other one. It's only, I always get those two confused because there was a podcast from A24, the studio that did, uh, yeah. that there was a conversation between those two directors about like modern horror. Mm-hmm. And those are the two big names in, like, kind of, like, artistic modern horror. Yeah. And their conversation is, I mean, it's so captivating. It's so unbelievably captivating. Oh, I, sure. I hate to suggest another podcast to listen to, but if you look up the A24 <laughs> podcast, look up the one with Ari Aster and the um, the director from uh, The Lighthouse and The Witch. Robert Eggers. That's Eggers. It. Yeah. That's Robert it. Robert Eggers. Their conversation is absolutely astounding. I loved every single bit of it mm-hmm. so but um so <laughs> there's that's a, there's that that's the, that's, <laughs> so that's a, a thing that's a thing we've spoken to the, spoken to the void works. here <laughs> moving into our campy version <laughs> yeah, <if you> want. <laughs> we wanted to um 
for Sarah, think of someone that can play dark, um, but can also play campy, and learned it all from her mother. Absolutely, um, she did. The princess herself. Um, so we cast Billy Lord as uh, Sarah Bailey, who yeah. is Carrie Fisher's daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've seen her in American Horror Story Ultimate Camp. Um, and then she was in Booksmart, which I fucking love. Yeah, Booksmart and is was incredibly the, uh, funny. So ridiculous in that movie. And also like kind of evil, but yep. also lovable, which is exactly what you need for this. So we figured she would be a perfect, perfect Sarah. Yep. And then on to uh, Bonnie. Uh, we wanted... Speaking of Booksmart. Yeah, speaking of Booksmart. But additionally, we wanted somebody that to really fulfill that role as the girl that wanted to be the star diver, like star athlete. But there That's was something... not funny. We're talking about Nebula. Oh, I'm sorry. God, Every time. I keep doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, we should have done what you did and written the actresses, clearly. Okay. But no, in, in, this, in this case, uh, this actress, as far as Bonnie, who has like the, take my scars. Take my scars. <laughs> that is like really concerned about her body image and wears like long sleeve stuff and... It's just really uncomfortable. And then when she feels more confident about it, just like goes buck wild. And it's like wide open and catty and loud and wild. And the actress, uh, Beanie Feldstein from Mm -hmm. Booksmart, uh, she definitely has those moments in Booksmart both ways. Where Mm -hmm. for the most part, she's this very like studious, stern kind of uh, character, very my way or the highway kind of mode. And then when she kind of lets loose, she gets goofy and buck wild and has those. Honestly, I feel like it's really telling because she is Jonah Hill's sister Mm -hmm. and she's really like coming up and they have a lot of similarities when it comes to that, where they can kind of play it really like dorky and close to the chest and self-conscious. And then they can just get buck fucking wild at no turn. And it's incredible. And they play it off so well. And I think that that would be perfect for Bonnie because she goes from being really reserved to just being like, I'm ready to fuck. I got no scars. <laughs> Showing my body off. Like, let me see. And I love that. It's from I love like, that for Please Beanie. take my scars to please take my virginity. Exactly. Just like in one step. Just one step. Exactly. <laughs> so then Rochelle, who is the person I keep trying to cast for Bonnie's character. That's the diver. That's the diver. That's the holy diver. No? Still nothing? Okay, cool. We're going to ignore it. Ignore you. So uh, this was one that we had a real challenge with, with the uh, Barry Sonnenfeld version of this, where it's like goofy and dark and weird, but still charming. And it was really hard to figure out who was going to be the right Rochelle, who's going to hit the right notes. And there's an actress that I uh, came to appreciate from Scott Pilgrim versus the World Mm -hmm. that I thought would be the right portrayal, which is uh, Ellen Wong, who played Knives. Mm-hmm. in Scott Pilgrim where she's adorable and charming but she's got like this kind of like dark edge to her mm-hmm. as well yeah. that I think would kind of it wouldn't be the same Rochelle as you saw in the original movie necessarily but there'd be like a nuance to that where she's the one that wants to fit in wants to be part of the group wants to be involved but isn't this isn't really her thing this is just like her little group that she gets put into but can turn on a dime and be evil when they be mm-hmm. so um and in, but in that campy kind of over the top way too. So. Definitely. Yeah. And the actress that we cast for Nancy is definitely somebody that can play over the top and has done so and you know really made like extreme turns like the like Favors of Alk did in the original. Um, and so we went with Little Miss Sunshine herself, Abigail Breslin, Ooh. and thought that she would really. I mean, she can play it dark and. 
I think she would do such a great job as our Nancy and just really sell the sell the scenery. Well, and it didn't hurt that I found a photo shoot of oh, Abigail Breslin going yeah. goth. And, uh, Amazing. I mean, it's not bad. Oh, girl. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. All right. Yeah. So I saw that picture and went, yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. I, let's, let's give her a shot. Yep. Uh-huh. She normally plays the, like, kind of, like, dorky girl or the studious girl mm-hmm. or yeah. the, you know. And I think just giving her the opportunity, like, like uh, Holly was saying, room to kind of grow out of that role and kind of do her own thing. I think she has the opportunity because she's a great actress. Oh, she'd thrive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she'd do really well. Mm-hmm. So. Then on to, and this is where we had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We started gender swapping around now. Yep. And uh, for uh, the character Chris, it is a relatively gender neutral name. Mm-hmm. So we decided yeah. to kind of do the like secret lesbian kind of like side storyline there mm-hmm. of like the popular girl that also likes to get down with some witchy, witchy, uh, sexy time from time to time. And, uh, this was my suggestion. It was. I thought it would be interesting to see what uh, Miley Cyrus it. could do. In- oh, <laughs> yes! Mm-hmm. Oh, it's dirty. <laughs> dirty. Oh, I, I'm here. Filthy. I'm here for <laughs> yeah. it. You know, her name popped into my head a few minutes ago as you were talking about something. I was like, are they talking about going Miley Cyrus? Oh, my God. They here actually- we are. So they're, yep. They came in like a wrecking ball. Oh, shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've been getting shit lately on the main show for not doing enough dad jokes. I need just to have you in as my hype man that just drops in and just throws in like, you're fucking like a wrecking ball. And then just like, goes, disappears into the closet behind me afterwards. And like, pops out. Delivers the dad joke and then just like dissipate Like the flavor flave of GUI. Just... I'd be the weird dad joke goblin. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So perfect. Skitter away. <laughs> into the night. Be the cryptid you were born to be. Yes. I could summon it. Don't dream it, be it. Yeah, as Rocky Horror says. And uh, then we got into Laura Lizzie. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was actually uh, the concept of our version of this was your idea. Yes. And also the casting as well. You initially brought up this I casting did. as well. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking it would be really fun for Laura Lizzie to be, instead of like your catty mean girl kind of situation to be like a super bitchy dude who was just out to get her at all costs and honestly my favorite bitchy playing actor is Ezra Miller who was in Perks of Being a Wallflower mm-hmm. he was in he was uh, the Flash in the Justice Flash. League yeah mm-hmm. yeah and he's definitely like the kind of smack talking goofy mm-hmm. kind of dude but also catty. kind of catty very yeah catty. absolutely and I feel like he could land a cutting kind of remark towards somebody. And he would just be perfect for that role. And also really satisfying to watch like his comeuppance, you know? So that's where we went with that one. So it's even like he's hanging out with his girls. Like, well, there's like the <laughs> oh, girl, girl diving team thing. He's not even on the team. Like he's maybe on the men's swim team and stuff. But like it's his, his ladies that he's hanging mm-hmm. out with. Um, his gaggle. And sitting there and just, like, talking shit about, like, the bodies and, like, the diving styles of all the, like, girl swimmers that aren't his friends. Exactly. As the, like, catty gay character that just needs, uh, like, a little bit of a gut check. Mm-hmm. You know? I could see it. And ultra campy, because we're trying to go as campy oh, as, as possible. as campy as possible. And I feel like that will up the levels a lot. 
And now this last one, I think we all had a lot of fun with the bookstore oh, owner, yeah. owner uh, oh, yeah. casting here. I love this one. This is inspired, and this was all you. You definitely well, want this. Yeah. <laughs> but this is bringing back some, like, I mean, some 80s witchy love from me, from mm-hmm. one of my favorite, like, 80s witch movies of all time. Mm-hmm. It's fucking Cher. Cher. <laughs> okay. <laughs> From the Witches of Eastwick. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And from all of our hearts. And from all of our hearts. <laughs> I can I can I can dig it. Forever in our hearts. And a terrible actress, if we're being honest with ourselves. Not good. Not, no. not good. Not good. <laughs> Especially I'm pretty sure her last cinematic experience was Burlesque, which was a horrific movie. <laughs> well, she needed to like recover after her role in Stuck on You. She wanted to oh, turn God. back time. Of course you remember. Do oh, I? no. <laughs> you said she wanted, she wanted to turn back time. Oh. <laughs> the, problem is just, the problem was she couldn't find a way. Oh. <laughs> so, this is her chance. This is her chance right here. Jesus. But I would like to see it, yeah, personally. <laughs> I don't. Uh, speaking of seeing it, uh, I don't think we've found the the hit <laughs> that uh, Hollywood is asking for with uh, the craft. But I don't know. I think there are some opportunities that we want to kind of like dig into. I'm going to only ask a couple of these because uh, we had actually a really big response on our social media mm-hmm. with ideas for mashups with the craft. Like what film or TV mm-hmm. property would you mash up with a reboot reimagining of the craft? And I'm just going to hit a couple of them with some of my favorites. The, the big one, uh, Red Parker, uh, uh, fr- friend and listener mentioned Mean Girls as the uh, mashup with the craft. Now the question is, are the craft girls the Mean Girls or is that a separate group entirely like the Laura Lizzie character? I don't know. That might be too cheesy. Too cheesy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> craft? Yeah. The... Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. You're reaching like... <laughs> Like weird artistic levels of Next dad jokes. Next level now. dad jokes. Yeah, like you're reaching some like <laughs> ethereal dad jokes now. Okay, I'll quit it with the dad jokes. But then... <laughs> never, never. He needs to know. I this is what usually that, he brings on the rest of us. I just really you're need... getting your come up and tonight. Exactly. I really need the mashup for somebody to say like, stop trying to make Manu happen. Oh, at God. some point. <laughs> Like Nancy would be like, oh, I feel him inside me. Stop trying to make Manu happen. That would be pretty great. <laughs> I'm a witch, duh. <laughs> On Wednesdays, we call corners. <laughs> now I just want the rest of the episode is just us to do Mean Girls craft. As the craft, yeah. yeah. Uh, the other one, there, there was a mention of Heathers, but that's very much kind of in line with... The, there's a number that are kind of like along that line. Mm-hmm. Um including uh, Clueless, which uh, Swole made, uh, suggested, which kind of along the same lines. Um, Heather's along the same lines. Everybody kind of got the same vibe, which I, I understand because that's a perfect kind of parallel to. Uh, the one that's interesting to me that I want to kind of dig into a little bit is uh, one that actually works with your guys' uh, sequel, Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. I was three seconds yes. from saying that was uh, Mur- Murphy Lawless uh, suggested that. Of course, as a... of course she did. Because oh, imagine like Murphy. ten years later, the 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 craft girls, the the witches of of that school, show up <laughs> later, and they're just broken and <laughs> broken, a mess, middle aged. 
You've got like Sarah Bailey who didn't fuck shit up that's still a witch and she's like ultra successful and like as beautifully she was. But now being played by Melissa McCarthy. (laughs) But Melissa McCarthy is. Love that for her. I would watch this train wreck. I would too. The Craft 2 high school reunion. Yeah, I think (laughs) would be a great choice here. I think I think that mashup happened. Yeah, <laughs> it really I, I, I did. I think it just did. I think it did. Another one, uh, just in quick mention, is Mike uh, Riser, who's been on like all the shows ever, uh, suggested The Boys. Of as course a, he did. Uh, which, I mean, instead of soups, if it was just a group of dudes that went to like kill witches, that'd be interesting, where you've got mm. like Carl Urban calling everybody a cunt. Like going after high school, like I'm here for it. Teenage yeah. high school witches. God. What a bunch of cunts. What a bunch of cunts. Jesus, they're children, man. Showing up to a That's school. That's the right cunt thing to do, ain't it? Showing up to a school in 2020 with an assault rifle. Yeah, see how well that works? An assault rifle and a baby that shoots lasers. You're right. Where'd you get that baby? I don't know. I'm the cunt over there. <laughs> I would watch it. Yeah, yeah I'd be yeah, definitely. <laughs> all right, so we are at the very tail end here. So the, we'll, all we have left, and uh, unfortunately, <laughs> our guests who have not been on uh, the the macabs have not been on Smack My Pitch Up previous to this point. We're not aware that there's a trailer that needs to happen. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're gonna get that set up and get the music uh, straightened out. And uh, fortunately, I always fuck it up. So there's no way that you're gonna be worse than what I do. Oh, truly. So, so let's get it going. Shut your mouth. What can you say? We're going about things the wrong way with this remake. Remake about a 90s a tribe of witches. Barry Sonnenfeld presents... <laughs> a new take on a modern classic. Sarah Bailey comes into town and is met by a tribe of witches waiting, waiting to get down with the... Witchness? <laughs> uh, Bonnie, played by Beanie Feldstein, and Rochelle, played by Ellen Wong, bring their friend Abigail Breslin, uh, playing Nancy Downs, around to, to form some corners and some friendships. <laughs> In this tale as old as time, bunch of ladies getting witchy with it. <laughs> this fall, hunk of hunk of burning love, sex symbol, Chris played played by uh, coming in like a wrecking ball, Miley Cyrus. No one is perfect. Is the apple of Sarah Bailey's eye, but not if Nancy has anything to do about it. Watch as Sarah leans on the shoulders of an old wise bookstore played by Cher. Do you believe in witchcraft? <laughs> and Rochelle stands against the hatefulness of Laura Lizzie, played by Ezra Miller. The music's out. That's a different Perfect. That's a different movie. The craft. I didn't even know how to hype you up. You were hyping yourself up. It was incredible. That was a pretty good sight to behold. 
So, yep, that's our version. Uh, so, so much to the point where another trailer started before we were done. So <laughs> Your trailers get wordy. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, zero pressure whatsoever. Zero pressure. Oh, you guys are good. I got this. There's I not much this. happening. You got this. I got You're this. You're better at the, uh, the ad lib than I am. All right. All right, so let me let me start <laughs> your music, and you can clearly do better than us. So here we go. <laughs> Great. Yeah. That was wonderful. I love how getting like moral support after we're already done. There's not anything we can do anymore. No, it's over. It's, it's done. You have spoke that into the world. Yeah. All right, here we go. From director Ari Aster. In a world full of witches. Why can't there be warlocks? <laughs> a new dog reimagined of a classic tale, The Craft, starring Bill Skarsgård, Finn Wolfhard, William Jackson Harbour, Tom Holland, and as the God, that's so that's much it. better than ours. That is so good. <laughs> Holy shit. I had something with you. With books? Are you fucking kidding me? Holy <laughs> shit. With books. I lost all train of thought of what I was about to say. I just, I gave up. That's all the hype I got. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. That, that was it. That was perfect. That's fucking perfect. That's fucking great. All right. So... Uh, Hollywood, if you're listening, uh, we're open to writing up a script for this uh, this craft remake. Even though one's coming out like in a couple weeks, uh, piss on that. Yeah, we're we're cool with just doing another one. And uh, yeah, if Hollywood isn't calling, we'll be here next week for another episode of Smack My Pitch Up. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to re uh, rate, review wherever you can, and subscribe. Tell your friends. Join the social media, uh, and we love talking to our fans and friends. And let us know what you want to hear in the future on uh, future episodes of SmackDown Pitch Up. Let us know what your casting choices would be for the craft or any other the, the previous episodes. And we'll find you next time for another episode of Smack My Pitch Up. I'm Mike the Hobbit, and you just got Pitch Smacked. Wait, Holly, make the noise again. Box. <laughs> huh? Coming straight from the mouths of madness, I'm Lowdown. I'm F.U. Hunter. Do you love horror? We fucking do. So this is a podcast dedicated to all things in cinematic horror. We're talking movies, television, composers, special effects artists. We're going to fucking cover it. So if you love horror, embrace the madness. Hey, guys. Scotty Big Daddy Preston here, that's right, the Geek Father, asking you to join me here every other week with friends and family of the GUI Network as we go through all the trials and tribulations of being a geeky parent. So remember, 
Join us or cry. My name is Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And we are the hosts of Deeply Upsetting, where we use our expertise to answer your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries, such as what non-wigged animal deserves wings? And what body part deserves a secret mouth? Which cryptid is the worst roommate? These questions and more that plague you will be answered on Deeply Upsetting, available anywhere you get your podcasts and at GUIPodcast.com.